This episode of the Golf Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Get started today and you'll get a risk-free bet for up to $500. Terms and conditions do apply, so get the details over at winnbet.com and download the app today. We're also brought to you by Coors Light. When you're sweating out your bets, remember to take some time to chill and grab the perfect refreshment. Coors Light. Uh, and we're also brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Underdog Fantasy is home to Best Ball Mania 2 contest where you can win a million dollars. That's right, a million dollars. So go sign up now at underdogfantasy.com, promo code SGPN. That's underdogfantasy.com, promo code SGPN. All right, welcome back, DGENs, for this recap of an incredible PGA Championship. Uh, and we'll touch on some Colonial, too. It's uh, it's your boy, Boston Kappa, with the God of Golf himself, Steve Shermer. Steve, how incredible was today, man? That was one of the best majors I've ever seen. I mean, it, it was weird at the beginning. Like, they kept, like, trying to give it away. There was, like, good shots, and then just, like... Like mind-numbingly, just stupid boneheaded moves by both Phil and like Louie and like Brooks and everything. But I mean, just I never, I, I, I don't think there was a moment I thought last night coming into today where Phil's actually going to hang on to this thing. Like, at least fifty. Like that's a cute story, but now Phil Mickelson, fifty years old, second top twenty in the last fifteen months. By the way. That's so crazy. And, and he comes champion. out and wins this thing. Insane, yeah, man. Insane. Um, yeah, you're right, man. Like, the beginning was awesome. Like, all those lead changes. There was, what, two? There was, like, four two-shot swings. Like, and, oh, yeah. and, and poor Louie couldn't buy a goddamn putt, man. Like, he could not buy a putt. I felt, I felt bad for Louie. And then, of course, the water ball on 12. Um, that's going to that's gonna haunt his fucking dreams. Um, I know. I mean, I mean, there's so many shots I think he wish he could take back. Like, all those putts yesterday. Like, didn't he miss, like, an 18-incher? Oh, yeah. Oh, on seven yeah. or something. Yeah, and then he put it in the water on 10, 10, 10 or 11, one of those yep. holes. And then another water ball today, oh. bad putting. Like that just, that's tough. So, yeah. I mean, how many, how many runners up to Louie have now in majors? Oh, it's gotta be six. It's gotta yeah. be six. I, I know he's got the grand slam of runner finishes. Cause you posted that video of like after yeah. uh bell reeve, he did that. Yeah. And that, that adds another one. Yep. So yeah, he's but, uh, it's, I think it's, I think it's at least six. I think. Yeah. No, I mean he's 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 been close a lot. So, but I mean we both kind of liked him for whatever reason. I had zero point zero shares on Louis, even though I liked him a lot this week. I'm like, yeah, I I said I went on the SGP show. I'm like, yeah, he's a poor man's Reed. Yeah. I love Reed this week. Why did I do anything with Louis? Why didn't do a top ten or anything? Because you know, right. sometimes I'm dumb. Yeah, but, it happens. But, Listen, with as many bets as we go through and, and and dig into, and as much action as we have going, especially on a freaking major week, you're gonna overlook some guys because we do a lot. <laughs> no, we did. We'll, we'll talk about some bets we did. I, I was very busy this weekend. Yes, you were. Um, but yeah, I mean, back to Phil though. Like, so I, I had a buddy over, and uh, I asked him a question. I said, "Is this better? Where's this rank compared to 2019 Tiger Woods when he won?" Is this better? Is it the same? Is it worse? I don't know. What what's your take before I, I get into my little spiel there? So I think it's the same, man. I do. I don't think it's better, right? You it's it's tough to be Tiger at the Masters and how pumped everybody was for it. But I mean, look at all look at how everybody was hugging that dude and like everybody was making sure they came out and like were going out of their way to Phil just seems like a guy who pre- pretty much everybody loves, right? Like he's he's yeah. become pop. He's been 
become popular with the younger uh, generation uh, of golf fans with all his uh, fireside chats and like hitting bombs and all his like tw- tweets and stuff. So yeah, man. And I mean, just and I know I, like I, we talked about it in the Slack channel. I know you hate the fans being back, but bro, there's there's no way it's that cool without fans. Like that was such a like I loved that scene, man. Like I absolutely loved it. Like I got chills. I was pumped. Like you could feel the energy. You know what I mean? Like especially coming off this past year where there was no fans and anything. Like I don't know. It felt really special to me. Um, yeah, I, I thought I think it's right up there with Tiger. Listen, I mean, uh, if they took everyone's cell phone away, I think it would have been a little better with the fans. Yeah, I, but I uh, agree. No, I just that was really great. Um, the fans did provide the energy. They're like seeing like everybody swarm around. Like, it, yeah. it, it, I almost thought I made a joke, but I, I was happy. I'm like, are they going to storm the court here? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, for real. I thought they, I thought they were going to. They were I like, thought they were too, but uh, no, that was. That was a big win for me. I think I think it's up there with Tiger too. Like Tiger's, I think was just like that was different. Like Phil doesn't have like the emotional scars, the bad wounds that Tiger had, like all the injuries. Like like there there wasn't a point where we thought Phil's career was just like over, yeah. and then Tiger won. But this is like he's fifty years old. If we are. I don't think we're ever going to see a fifty year old win a major again. Like who's, I, who's I, I still just. Was it was it Watson? Was he fifty eight? Yeah, Watson was. Yeah, Watson was fifty nine. You know, poor Stewart Sink goes down the little <laughs> history of just you know, no one ever remembers the ones who won the twenty two thousand nine Open. They just remember it's you know, Tom Watson lost it. But yeah. I mean, the fact that fifty year old Phil Mickelson won on Kiowa. Kiowa. Oh my god! Yeah, what a one of the hardest golf courses oh. in America that just w- embarrassed people this week too. And th- here comes Phil Mickelson, who, like, we joke about, like, you know, hit bombs, can't hit a fairway, like, scrambling's not as good anymore. And he just, he was great. You know, so, I mean, props to him. Um, awesome. I gave you a nice little compliment last night about uh, about Brooks, even though Brooks, it didn't, didn't, didn't pan work. out. Yeah. Well, I, I don't blame myself on that. I don't blame you. I blame everybody in all these articles that, that I read today. And uh, they said, yeah, Brooks is winning. Yeah, dude, I was like, I was, I was like, God damn it! Everything I was reading this morning before I got on the road, I was like, Stop, stop it! What are you doing? You're yeah, mushing this. Everyone is mushing this, but I know, and yeah. they all did. And Brooks was Brooks is bad today. So I, I don't, man, he was trading punches. You know what I mean? Like he, he was bad in some spots, and he was he was nails in other spots. You he know what I mean? Bad after the six hole, he was bad. Yeah, yeah. And then did, I mean that second hole that was stinky. That was really stinky. Yes, it was. I mean, hit the tree, punch out, blast over the green. Yeah. Dude, that, those those greens weren't holding a lot today, though. Like, I mean, even Phil's on 17, like that shit. Fucking no, that they weren't. I mean, that, that 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 was air mat. Like, he picked the wrong club. I yeah. mean, it just that, that wasn't good. And and then, you know, all the way to the back nine, he had like opportunities where like he was in the fairway. He just kept dumping it like short into yep. bunkers. Yeah, he was. He, he, seemed, he seemed left a lot today. Yeah, he he yeah he was left. He missed that short putt on three two. Oh, like that wasn't good. He he put like, like crap. There was, was a fucking three footer. Yeah, I think he was through like ten holes and right. he lost like two and a half strokes putting. Right, but I mean, I I am t- going to come away with this as I'm going to learn a lesson because I said the same exact things about Brooks <laughs> after Tory. Right. I'm like he's done like this these injured this doesn't look right and he went up one phoenix and then i said the same thing last week i'm like all right i'm gonna put a top 10 bet on him like yeah. just in case which you know i that yeah. not be yeah exactly but i mean I, as soon as i saw on thursday he looked up I'm like all right I, how can i lie about this quick <laughs> and i still got it a good number but you had him yeah. at 50 i had 22 yeah. but like yeah. yeah i mean listen like we should never 
the lesson is like if Brooks goes out after a layoff and just puts up a stink bomb, don't worry about it. It's shake out the rust week and then just get back on the next week. So yeah. like every time like people start saying saying he's done, he's like, you know, cooked. It's Brooks Kafka. Like he's going to reach out. He's going to find it. And he came up short today. But I mean, we'll probably end up. We have three weeks till Tory. Yep. Um, that's another golf course that is going to play firm, fast, difficult. A lot of same things I think at Kiowa are going to play there. So yep. he's definitely one to watch. So um, do you have anything else on Louie you want to touch on? Or do you want to go right to the DFS report card where you break down the field? and? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's, uh, yeah we well, actually, you know that. what? Hold on. Why, why don't you uh, – I'm sure there's people you want to put on a boat. There's a lot of people I think pissed you off this week. Yeah, there was. So, like, I, like Webb Simpson really pissed me off. Like, you want to talk about a dude who didn't nut up and show up. Like, what the fuck, bro? Like, what was that? That was terrible. He was lucky to make the, the cut on the number at plus five. That was a Well, gift. so I think this is something I'll come away from this tournament, too. I said that he checked every single box, but yeah. who's Webb Simpson? Webb Simpson eats up heritage because yeah. of win. And I'm really expecting him to come to Kiowa, this tough, demanding golf course, a lot of wind, and do well. That's on me. That that's that's my fault there. Well, that, I mean, that, I was, but his his record at majors. I mean, he had like what, like five top fives or top tens in a row. You know what I mean? Okay, like, but that was at the that was at what the Masters. It was yeah. at, well, I mean, Wingfoot, I'll give him that. But I mean, kind of like everybody was blowing up. He kind of just like survived that. Right. I don't know. I mean, I just I I think like. I think the move with Webb now is just like if you like him, just do top ten. Yeah. Like out, like don't go deep in outrights like I did. Like that's just, I think you're just throwing in what your money away. And like even like like I always like kind of like him at like the Open Championship too. Yeah. And that's like that's like a you know this was like a Lynxy golf course that he never does well over there either. Yeah. So maybe it's just I don't know maybe it's just not tough. I don't know. Yeah, he might not be. I mean, yeah, I mean, I, you don't look at Webb Simpson and think immediately tough. I think, right. and like, whatever. Like, Sam Burns burned me on a matchup, right? Uh, the, like, how is brutal. I mean, what the, like, listen, I don't care how bad you're playing. It's a bad look to just win a tournament and be playing good and everybody talking about you. And then you're playing like shit. So you take your clubs and you go home. I hate yeah. that. I hate that shit. He better, he better be really hurt. Yeah, because I mean, which a, hopefully he is. And he's a talented player, but right. that's a bad look. I hate when golfers do that, man. Just yeah. eat, take your medicine. And you know what? Even, get, get, fine. If you want to withdraw overnight, like fine. Withdraw overnight. Like you shoot up a 12. Don't walk off the golf course. One, you're screwing your two partners, right? Because now their ebbs and flows are going to be a lot different. Granted, right. the course played like a snail's pace all fucking weekend anyway. Um, but like you, you're screwing those two guys that you're with. And it's a bad look for you, man. So he's on a boat, man. Like he, I, he'll have to do something to get back in my good graces for that. Like I seriously okay. like that. I, I hate that shit, man. That's some baby right. shit. That's some. That's I mean, some, I, like, I, I had 0, 0.0 on Burns, so I'm not going to put him on a boat. But yeah, that's, that's a bad look. So. Yeah, that's a bad look. I mean, those, right, those, so, those are my two big ones. Okay. So before we get to DFS report card, do you have your original DFS lineup that you filled out last Sunday handy? When I played it, so it's in there. Hang on. Okay. All right. So. All right. Do, 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 do. Okay. Yeah, I got it. All right. So what was it? Let's see how right Capper's instincts were. So it well, it was Jazz killed it. Uh, jazz, Jazz murdered I it. You, I forgot yeah. you had Jazz. Jazz, but then I had Louie. Um, okay. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, he killed. It. He scored three fifty-seven, right? Yeah. So it was uh, Jazz, Louie, um, Morikawa, which worked out well today. Today, somehow, I know. Um, yeah. uh, Matt Jones, 
Okay. Patrick, Patrick Reed. Yeah, so like it was fine, like whatever. Like it's like, yeah. but Jet, anybody who didn't have five or six, I mean, anybody who didn't have six or six didn't make any fucking money this week. Period. Right. Like yep. every, I mean, like twenty percent of the field got six or six through because that fucking cut line was plus five and eighty something golfers out of a legit one twenty got in. Yeah, I mean, like of everyone over eight thousand dollars, only four guys didn't make the cut. Yeah, JT, <laughs> DJ. <laughs> Why don't we just get right into it? So the ten thousand dollar range, honestly, everyone kind of stunk here. Yep. Uh, Rom got a bunch of positional points today, but he only finished twenty fourth, even though he backdoored in our top ten. Yep. So you had Spieth at about twenty three percent ownership. You had JT, Rom, Rory, Bryson all around like eleven or twelve, and then you had DJ under ten. So of those guys, who are you most disappointed in? JT and DJ, both of them. Okay. DJ, just because it's confusing, right? It's like, man, you just, like, what's happening? Like, can you fix yourself? Like, I'm too missed. The, when the hell was the last time the n- number one golfer in the world missed the cut at the last two majors? That's crazy. And it's right? probably going back to Luke Donald days or something like that. Right? Like, that's insane yeah. to think about the number one golfer in the world missing the past two cuts of majors. That's fucking mm-hmm. nuts. And JT's just soft as, dog, uh, as puppy shit, man. That's it. Like, he's just soft. That's it. He really, it, it he, stamped, approved. That's the take. It's done. No, it, it is. And I I got kind of pot committed early last <laughs> week on JT once I saw the forecast. And then it changed. I'm like, ah, and I started to like lie to myself. I'm like, okay, if he just like <laughs> Thursday didn't look so bad, if he just survived Friday, like then he can like Saturday, that's when the 63 is coming. Yeah. And the wit and they got the weather forecast wrong on Thursday. That was a lot worse than what they were predicting. That was that was brutal. And then JT just melted. And that's that that's it. It's done. You're right. If there is wind, you don't play JT. Yeah, that's that's it. That's just that's it. That's it. Anything over 15 mile per hour wins. You're done. That dude can't figure it out there. He is. He he, he is. He's the pampered fuck. Basically, of the PGA Tour. He wants perfect conditions. And if it's not perfect, he loses his mind. He does. He does lose his mind quite a bit. He he does throw temper tantrums quite a bit. No, but he, not- he does, and like it, it seems like too, like how he carries himself. Like it seems like he thinks he's Tiger Woods. Sometimes he wants to be Tiger. He's never gonna be Tiger. Yeah, no, no, no you never. you don't get, Tiger Woods don't do what he just did. Mm-hmm. That was he would he looked miserable from the jump. He looked like he didn't want to be out there even from the first tee. Yeah, we just, said I think we said that earlier, like the front nine. We were like, oh great, love the fucking body language, JT. Like what like yeah. what are you doing, man? Like slump shoulders, yeah. swiping at the ground, like that that wasn't great. But I mean I, anyone over ten wasn't good. Uh Bryson was looking like it was gonna prove me wrong, and then he was awful today. He was real bad today. Real bad. So I have cash in a couple I have backdoor in a couple of matchups on him. Nice. Which was nice. Um yeah. Rory stunk. Oh yeah. yeah, he made me money on Friday. That's all I give a shit about. Yeah. Yeah, he made me money today. Um, but I mean, Spieth was Spieth didn't do great. Um, DJ, yeah, I mean, they all were kind of bad. So if you skipped over this range, you did you did pretty good because the next range, pretty solid. You know, you had Hoblin. I mean, Hoblin was yeah. good out of the gates, and then he uh, faded. Uh, 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 he was twenty six percent owned. Xander, not good. So what did he end up ownership at? Uh, twenty-three percent. See, man, it doesn't matter what that fantasy national fucking says. Xander is always twenty well, percent. He was he was popular. He was popular too. I think he had like nineteen. Like a fantasy oh, was it? Okay. Oh, yeah. So he was fine. And then everybody else is under twelve. He had Patrick Reed who finished twentieth in scoring. He had a good day today. Morikawa yeah. backdoor to top ten. He was eleven percent. Uh, Hideki was cruising, and then 
just melted on. Wheels fell off. Yeah, but he still finished 27th in scoring for for 6% orange. I'm not good or pretty good. And then Cantlay, serial killer, just coming out of nowhere, you know, snatching the hitchhikers out, you know. Then uh, he was 14th in scoring, although he helped me out today, uh, which I'll get to right at the end here when we go over how our betting cards was. And then Brooks, 3.75% second scoring. That, so, that's the leverage point right there. No, that that really was. That was just blindly play him. So, yeah. uh, I mean, we talk about Webb, we talk about Brooks. Um, I don't think we, there's really much to go over here. We, we liked a lot of guys in this range, and they kind of showed did. up. So, yeah. all right, we'll move on. Um, $8,000 range. My, leading the way, my big short, Daniel Berger. <laughs> Fast call of the weekend. It was. It was a great call. God, it just like like it seems like this always happens, and we need to like do a better job. Like when everybody picks this like like thirty to fifty to one guy, and they're all like his outrights, and they all just like speak about him like he's Jesus Christ. Fade <laughs> the hell out of that guy, and he was yeah. awful. Was he plus seven on Thursday? He should have missed yeah. the cut. He had a he good Friday. Missed the cut. I and he was terrible yesterday. He was terrible today. Terrible today. Like, what, he, I don't even know what he finished up at. Oh, he was he was like plus four on the day. Like oh, like the scoring conditions. Yeah, the scoring conditions today were impeccably good. Yeah. And he was still bad. Yeah, look what Answer did in the morning. Fucking I know. The, yeah. Fucking he, cash. he cashed that bet for you, right? He did. He's the only one of the week, right? I know. I'll take it. <laughs> exactly. I will take it. Yeah. So yeah, under sixty-five and a half that cash. I mean, other than that though, I mean, Will Zalatoris, he was chalking fifteen percent seventh in scoring. He was good. Yeah, he, did. Uh, he had Camp, a good day today. Yeah, Cam Smith imploded today. Yeah, uh, he was going good for a little bit. And he didn't go, but Finau back to the top ten. Uh, Louis, obviously, we liked him a lot. Um, you know, Fitzpatrick back to the top ten. Scotty Scheffler back to the top ten. Justin Rose climbed fifty spots. He was four yeah. percent owned. He did good. And then the only guy in this range that missed a cut, Tommy Fleetwood. Tommy Fleetwood. Like I'm gonna let that the floor is yours. Yeah, like I just go don't dance on his grave. Yeah, like I just don't understand why people keep going back to him. Like it blows my mind. Like I know it's a shtick with me, you know what I mean? Because it is what it is, but like I just don't understand. There's no reason to go back to him. I don't give a shit what the stat model plays. Your eyeballs tell you a different thing when you watch him play. He played once good on the Florida swing, and that's it. Everything else he has been bad at. This isn't the Tommy Fleetwood that was coming up that was young, that was scoring, and everybody's darling, right, where he's getting close and he'd just have, like, a bad Saturday or fade a little bit on a Sunday and he'd get close. He's not even getting close. Like, it, it's a waste of money. He's always priced wrong because he's popular. Everybody just needs to stay away from Fleetwood. Okay. Yeah, I mean, with Fleetwood, it seems like – Remember early in the year we were talking about Hideki, like everybody was championing how he finished like T nineteen, like oh that's great, like right. oh you know yeah. good for Hideki, like yeah, I think, and I got sucked into this. I mean the Fleetwood <laughs> when he finished T fourteen at, at Quail a couple yeah. weeks ago, kind of same thing. Like yeah. oh we just started like oh you know he's coming, yeah T fourteen is pretty good, <laughs> and then yeah he did what he did this week so. Yeah. And he looked he yeah, looked off, I, man. It was funny because I was because I was watching I was watching him because he was one of the feature groups or whatever, and I was just enjoying it so much. Just like yes, excellent, I'm double sure bogey, left and right. Yes, yes. And and our podcast friend Nagel's Bagels has to give you a public apology uh, on going, the show. It's going to be awesome. Yes, it is going to be awesome. <laughs> All right, under eight thousand uh, dollars. The most popular play. Do you know who it was? Under eight K? No, I actually under don't remember 8K. who it was. Abe answer. No, Mister sixty five right. today. He saved everybody's. Bacon he, on that shit. He really did because he was awful yesterday, and then he came roaring back today. Yeah. So, yeah, he paid off. I mean, honestly, a lot of chalk paid off here. Uh, Corey Connors is nineteen percent, thirty fourth in scoring. Yeah, You'll take yeah. it. 
Yep. Uh, Joaquin Neiman, he had a tough uh, Sunday, but 41st, you know, still there, all right? Paul Casey, 14%. He finished sixth with a backdoor top 10. Uh, 15%. Sam Burns, Mr. WD. Man, Burn we killed him. a lot of lineups. Yep. <laughs> him and Brian Harmon were the big bombs in this range. Mm-hmm. Uh, Harmon was 12%. Yeah, Harmon, he, I had him in a matchup against Jason Day, and Jason Day stunk oh, so, so bad. bad. And I just needed Harmon to just like, just not bogey the last, and they right. did that. Yep. So that was good. I mean, otherwise, I mean, Keegan faded today. Yep. That was that was rough. He um, he basically only had he, he had a good Thursday. He had a shitty Friday, and then I think he went yeah. seventy two, seventy two. Whatever. Still top tw- still top twenty. He did Keegan things. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Exactly. So, uh, Charlie Hoffman uh, hung on to a top twenty uh, mm-hmm. today. He finished tenth in scoring actually. So that's where the, uh, that's, the yeah, that's right. good. Yeah, yeah, that eagle on sixteen helps. Yeah, I know. Yeah, uh, Shane Lowry, both really high on him. He finished yep. uh, eighth in scoring, and he missed and he missed the birdie on eighteen from like fucking three feet. Yep. <laughs> yeah. No, he did. And so Billy Horschel twenty third in scoring, and he had yeah. a run Saturday, but other I don't think he did anything today. No, he had. I think he had like two birdies today. If that. But I mean, that's that's drafting scoring different than betting. It's you know. Yep. There you go. Woodland twenty second in scoring. Matt Jones thirty fifth. Oh, Cameron Tringali. So I'm just going to talk about this. Oh God. <laughs> So I had a Tringali or Max Homa matchup, and uh, I wasn't very high on Max Homa, and I was right on him. Max Homa was awful uh, this weekend. So Cameron Tringali tees off in the afternoon on Friday with a 12-shot lead. Yeah. Yeah. And then he proceeds to shoot 48 on his opening nine, including taking a 10 on the par 5 16th and then a 7 on the par 5 17th. And then I think he bogeyed number one. But then he shot two under after that, so he cashed the matchup. So you know what? <laughs> I was going to say, I am never going to bet Cameron fucking. <laughs> I probably won't anyways after what he put me through. But thank Dude. you for cash. Thanks yeah. for sucking it up and not, you know, going two under the last seven holes to cash it. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, awesome. the fact the fact that you even had to sweat that was hilarious. I was driving but- up. I was driving up to Georgia at that point, and uh, you texted me. I was like, you got to be fucking kidding me. It was just, that Literally, was like one, like one of the first people ma- I checked. Like, nothing mattered. If that one lost, like, I might just quake off. Like, nothing matters <laughs> in that. <laughs> nothing matters. So, uh, I mean, other than that, oh, Aaron Wise, we liked him. Uh, yep. He was under 1%. Oh, finished 15th. He helped me uh, cash an 8-1 to one top 20 this week. Yep. Uh, Ricky Fowler, pretty good. <laughs> top 10? Yeah, whatever. Is Ricky back? No. Okay. All right. I, I I'm not sure if he's playing Colonial this week. I don't think he is. He, he would. I don't think he, he made. He didn't make my notables list in my column. So yeah. But uh, now we'll probably see him in Memorial. I don't know. Never we'll know. See. I mean, look, something like that can you propel somebody, right? Obviously, I guess he was like debating taking the invitation. He wanted to earn it. And Phil Mickelson of all people told him, "Hey, man, take the fucking invite. What are you doing? Like, take yeah. the invite. Like, come out and play." And then. Yeah, man. I mean, held his own. I mean, what? I, I don't know. Like, I don't hate Ricky Fowler. Like, I don't. I have no. Uh, I think he's gets. I don't know. Whatever. He's just like super popular for. He's too popular. Let's put it that way, right? Like, because yeah. he wears fancy clothes or whatever. Like, whatever. Like, so he's wearing those. He's wearing those sunglasses this week too. I think he had stupid some sort of orange pants. Activation. Yeah, yeah, some sort of stupid orange pants. Like, whatever, man. Like, it is what it is. Like, uh, I, like, yeah. I would. I just. I. I don't know. It's the contrarian in me, man. <laughs> That's all. That's go. what it is. All right, under seven thousand dollars. Uh, Chalk got hammered in this range. Yeah. Uh, Ryan Palmer's nine percent. Good. Make the cut. 
Charles Schwartzel, 8%, didn't make the cut. Thomas Peters, 5%, didn't make the cut. Uh, Stuart Sink was the only one relatively popular who did well. You know, he was uh, 5.6%. He made 31st. Uh, Zane Hoot, I liked him a lot. Uh, tough Sunday. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's he got, I'll, I'll get to this in a little bit. He got caught on the bad side of the draw. Phil Mickelson, under 2%. Yeah, that's that's shows, that's, shows that's what everybody knows. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. There's there's so much skill in gambling with golf, guys. <laughs> uh, Kevin Streelman, I remember referencing his name briefly in the Slack channel. I think someone asked me about Brendan Steele. I'm like, yeah. actually, I think Kevin Streelman's kind of the poor man's Keegan. Well, right, that turned out to be good. <laughs> Did I have anything on Streelman? Nope, nope. <laughs> um, let's see. Uh, let's let's see. Oh, Harry Higgs, point two percent, top yeah. ten. Good for him. Uh, I randomly threw out Martin Laird's name in the DFS pod as a yep. decent sleeper. He played well. Uh, Chan Kim coming over from Japan to where he did well. 16th. Padraig Harrington, 0.2%. I know, man. That's it was even Lowry good. today, dude. Like, I, was, I, was like, I was like, oh, man. I was like, I'd love to go to the, to the 19th hole with those two. After what they just did, they go have some BS with those two boys. Like, that would be fun. Now, props <laughs> to him. That was pretty good. He's going to yeah. be the Ryder Cup captain in the, in the fall there, so... Yeah, I was going to play a lot. Other than that, I don't really see much. Any other closer remarks? Like anything you want to tout? Anything like that? Because I, I have a. I, yeah, I we can. We, we, yeah, we can. We'll talk about that when we do like the betting recap and shit. Like whatever. Like, I, like, hey, man. Like, uh, well, I mean, we're we're at the betting recap. Oh, right okay. Now. All right. Well, so. before we do that, listen. Uh, win bet. It's it's bringing you all the action of real sports betting uh, with the Win Las Vegas experience. Get in on all your favorite teams, players, and sports games. Generous promos, odds, and parlays uh, happening right now at WinBet. So get started today, and you'll receive a special offer of up to a $500 risk-free bet. Terms and conditions do apply, so go get the details over at WYNNBet.com and download the app today. All right, cool. Um, yeah, I mean, shit. I mean, we kind of well, – I always think everybody's in Slack, but – yeah, man. Uh, I, I'll let you go first with because you're. Uh, I really wish I didn't sleep in that day because uh, I really would have loved to get in on it. But uh, go ahead and tell everybody about your uh, about your Fridays and Saturday. All right. Well, I mean, I'll, first as is, is like a high level overview of what happened in this tournament. So if you're mad right now about your DFS lineup went to hell on Sunday, like you was looking on Saturday, all your bets did. Here's basically what happened. You picked too good. You picked really good guys coming in for three rounds. And then all the crappy golfers we all had in the morning had great optimal scoring conditions and rose up the leaderboard. And then all your guys that's in the top 10, top 20 got the worst weather condition of the day and plummeted. Yep. And literally that is betting on golf. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's just, that sums that's it up. Happens. Sums it up. And, and you know what? I was, uh, I was on the right side of that. I got very lucky today on a couple of things. I cashed a bunch, a bunch of top 20s, like Aaron Wise back. Like the backdoor top 10s and 20s for me today between uh, Lowry, Scheffler, Aaron Wise, uh, Tony Finau top, back toward the top 10. That was good. Yeah. But, what, but, but, but what I really want to talk about <laughs> is – there are a lot of, and I kept saying this a bunch of times this weekend, there are a lot of ways to make money on golf except for just picking winners. I mean, for God's sakes, Phil Mickelson won yeah, this for week. But, like, for example, I caught a book that were hanging round to over-unders for scores. And I saw the weather forecast would be 20 or 30 miles per hour. And I just saw the previous day with 15, 20 mile per hour winds, these guys were struggling pretty bad. I'm like, well, this, this is going to be a disaster on Friday. And Everyone was over under was 71 and a half. 
I'm like, there's no fucking way these guys are going to shoot under par. So I bet every single over on the day. And that went 23 and six. Yeah, that's <laughs> pretty uh, good. That's some epic shit right there. That, that that's, was a good that's run. The, that's, that's the equivalent of that first half under uh, shit that they ran for college basketball. Basically. Yeah. And then the next day, I saw. I was like, I wonder if the books are going to kind of overreact. And sure enough, they did. <laughs> On really calm scoring days, they set all the overrunners to about 72 and a half, 73 and a half. So I'm like, okay, now I'm just, I think these guys are going to shoot at least even par. So I didn't pick that bet everybody. So I just kind of picked and choose. Didn't go as good, but it went nine and four. Yeah, let's do nine and four. Beautiful. I'll take yeah. that. Yeah, absolutely. And then today, today was a little tricky, though. Today was, all right, I see really calm guys in the morning. I see, like, really, you know, strong winds in the, at, in the evening. So I'm like, all right, in the morning, I'm just going to bet unders, pick three. You're going to pick a couple overs in the afternoon. Six and now. <laughs> nice. Thank you. Morikawa, Rory, Ahavlin, I'll bet we're par better. Joaquin Neiman, Patrick Hanley, which, by the way, he tripled the 17th. That cashed that one. And uh, Christian Bazain, who all went over. So nice, man. That ended up 37 and 11. Yeah, <laughs> overall. Uh, I'd say that's uh, pretty good. Pretty, that's pretty, pretty good. good. That covers good. all the crappy outrights I had. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It, it, it covers Ben and JT in a couple of matchups. That was stupid. Yeah. Uh, covers the under winning 277 and a half winning score, which was yeah, you dead knew that, you knew that shit was dead Friday. No, that was <laughs> dead. So, but you know, what? it's like I said, like, like there are plenty of ways to make your money back in golf, especially if you have some bad bets. It's never over until the final hole drops. So, yeah, that is a, that is the beautiful thing about gambling on golf. Like, every day is a new opportunity, yeah, to, to bet the same tournament, and you're getting more, and you're getting more and more data. As the days go by. So your bet should become better and better and better as the days are going by. Right. And some of these books just aren't very sharp with this stuff. Like, why on, why on Friday on 23rd? Like, like, do you look at the weather report? Why are you saying everybody's going to shoot under par when no one could like the previous day? But the average score was plus three. And you're going to say, oh, 23 mile per hour wins. These guys are going to do better. It's because nobody's paying attention, right? We talk about it all the time. It's the same reason like when I used to go heavy with college football, I used to tag it like the games like Colby talked about, right? Because like these little garbage games that no one's paying attention to because the handle's low. So they hang a whatever number, whatever. I don't care because we're not going to get a lot of action on that. Let's focus on the, the 8, 8 p.m. ABC game, right? I'm going to put more, I'm going to make sure that number's sharp versus fucking Florida FIU versus whoever, right? It's the same thing with golf, right? Like I, I, I would actually, that's something I'm going to find out before our show on Tuesday. I'm going to take a look at what the typical sports book handle is on like a major week, even a major week. Like, I wonder what it is compared to like other sports. Do you know what uh, I mean? It's, pro- it's probably not as much. I mean, I, I bet it's probably fractions of like what an NFL Sunday would be. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, that's like the, the shit. Okay, but like even like probably NBA playoffs too. Yeah. Well, so that's what I mean. Let's, let's take a look yeah, and, we'll, and, we'll see how, that stuff. and we'll see how much of our action is responsible for that fucking handle. <laughs> <laughs> Well, my round props definitely were responsible for a lot of action in this one book. So there you go. But I mean, listen, like I, I can't complain. I didn't hit it outright, but I have a lot more money in my account than I did when I started. So yeah. pretty good tournament. So yeah, no, yeah, no outright for me either. Like I said, uh, I, I grabbed. Uh, well, I guess it was offline uh, Saturday. 
when Phil jumped out to that lead, uh, one of the books that we used was still hanging plus 450. So I hammered that real quick, but then talked to Steve later and I felt like a pussy. So um, I, I bet I bet whatever I was going to win with Phil, so it was just like 450 bucks. I bet that on Brooks today to, to cancel out. Um, so no hedge life. Um, so that was – so while while the, the Phil ticket hit, it canceled out by the Brooks loss. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, uh, obviously first round lead, that's always a great way to start the week, man. I mean, it really is. Like it's, it's like you're – I mean, you, you want to talk – I'm bad anyway. So now when you give me money I was not planning on having to spend, whew, forget about it. Um, so I did a ton of matchups. Uh, I got Keegan, uh, top 20. That was plus 280, 70, something like that. I did bet Rob, top 10, because <laughs> we knew he was going to backdoor his way in. I uh, missed Don Hovland and Kim. Siwoo, man, that dude killed me this week. Uh, top uh, he ruined Fade Higo week. I did. <laughs> he absolutely did. did. Yeah, I know. I mean, well, Hago did well on Thursday. And he was kind of well. He was good today. He was bad on Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. But yeah, yeah, I had a missed cup on Hago too, and he made the cut in the number. Man, yep. sorry. Burns Whatever. killed my Burns killed that missed cut pile that I wasn't even allowed to bet, but I tracked it because I because I'm so jealous about not being able to put bets like that in. But uh, Burns Burns killed that. Oh, I guess Palmer missed it too. So yeah. two out of eleven missed. But uh, well, you said Palmer was going to mess it up, and he did. I did. I did. You should <laughs> yeah, get partial credit. Exactly. Exactly. There you go. But yeah, man, the matchups went well. Um, you know, whatever we do our normal in round stuff too. Um, Kirk seems over. like everybody in the Slack channel is happy, so we did yeah. our job. Yeah, absolutely. Usti over Fleetwood was a was a pretty easy matchup win. <laughs> the um, yeah, I mean, right, it, was a, it was a pretty yeah. good week. Man. And, and, and then Capper minus one twenty over Nagels that uh, that also <laughs> can't hit too. So. Yeah, exactly. Yes. The um, I mean, so was that? He's two. He's zero two. Uh, in charity, he's zero two. He's zero two. He's got to stop them with his heart, man. Oh, well, listen, I'll take advantage of it when he wants to. Uh, <laughs> All right, I got another one from PJ. You want to move on to Colonial? Yeah, yeah, listen, but before we do that, it's the end of the week, right? We listen to the, uh, we watched the championship this weekend, um, trying to relax before we got to go back to the grind on Monday. So, listen, anytime you feel the need for that perfect cold refreshment, when you want to chill, you got to choose Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nothing but nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family, a million pressing social issues, and an expectation to be on 24-7. Sometimes you just need a moment to turn off and hit reset. That's when you reach for Coors Light. It's made to chill. I mean, look, just this weekend, my niece's graduation, uh, can't be drinking gin and tonics all day, um, so I went and grabbed a Went and grabbed the 16 ounces uh, of the Coors Lights. Pounded those uh, over the weekend. Enjoying some family time. It was a good. Uh, it was a good time, and it's a way to be able to keep going all day. And listen, there's only one beer out there that's literally made to chill, and that's Coors Light. The mountains on the bottles even turn blue. When your beer is cold, that way you always know when it's time to chill. When you need to hit reset, just open a Coors Light. It's mountain cold refreshment made to chill. So. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Go get Coors Light in in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. I use Instacart. It is life-changing. I love that thing. Um, Coors Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. And as always, celebrate responsibly. All right, let's go to Colonial. So... All right, so this golf course, so it was first built in 1936. And it essentially was built on a dare. So, I mean, I don't know if it was really a Wait, dare, what? but but basically, like, this guy named Marvin Leonard, who's kind of a crazy cat. Um, so every golf course in Texas, Bermuda, that's the natural grass there, can withstand, you know, high heat and everything. But he was so fascinated with Augusta National and, like, bank grass services that he wanted to create an all-bank grass golf course in the heart of Texas. So... Okay. 
he found someone crazy enough to do it and he built it. And, you know, I mean, it like everyone thought it failed. Uh, Bankgrass just can't sustain itself in hot, humid Texas heat. You know, it's 100 degrees for five straight months. And it's just it, it's too costly to maintain with all the water. You have to put on all the fertilizer. It just it didn't work. So. But uh, I mean, so the one the unique thing about this golf course is, though, it's that it's Bermuda tee to green. But it's bankgrass greens, you know, and uh, you don't really see that whole lot in Texas. Like, it's just it's too hard to have a green, you know, greens like that. So but uh, I mean, so overall, though, like Colonial, it's 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 a golf course kind of turns back the clock. It's very it's classic golf course, a lot of dog legs, a lot of positional bunkers. Like it's only 7,200 yards, but its main defenses are just like off the tee. It's kind of intimidating. Like, you know, you can't see where the hole is. You got to, you know, plod your way, you know, pick your spots and everything. Um, and then, you know, it's one other th- cool thing about this, you know, uh, tournament too is, you know, I mean, it's got a really rich tradition with Fort Worth. Um, you know, it's just, it's like a, it's, it's their event. It's like how I consider like travelers, like Hartford's event, like this, yeah. it, Fort Worth is like Colonial's event. And for a while there, it looked like it was probably gonna go by the wayside. Like they couldn't get sponsors for this thing. Like it was, uh, the crown plaza, like you know, invitational for a while. God. And it was, then it was Dean and DeLuca. I don't even know what Dean DeLuca was, but they it's were not, it's, but it's, it's probably an accounting firm. It's the PGA. All right. All right. Well, <laughs> someone can fact check on that, but, and then it was just the Fort Worth invitational for a year. Just like hey, no sponsorship. And then finally Charles Schwab, you know, the big bank, you know, they yeah, came I in with all their money and they're like, all right, we're going to sponsor this tournament. And they actually, they kind of saved it. So yeah, absolutely. Yep. So, I mean, and, and it's got a lot of good winners, you know, like Ben Hogan, Sam Snead, Arnold Palmer, Jack Nicholas has won this place, you know, is Phil. This, is this a Nicholas course? No, it's it's a Perry Maxwell. Gotcha. OK. Yeah. So he's he developed uh, he built Southern Hills is where the PGA is going to be next year. He built oh, this place, too. I saw that. I saw they were uh, pumping the ads for that already. Oh, they did. Yeah. Right. So that's, uh, you know, that's something to look forward to next year. But, uh, you know, certain, um, you know, some more modern winners, Sergio, Jordan Speed, Justin Rose. So like heavy hitters win here. Yeah. And it's a ball strikers golf course. So you got to hit your irons well. You can't really, you know, get too loose and everything. And then the most famous part of this golf course is called the Horrible Horseshoe. It's basically a, it's a stretch of holes that goes around the driving range. So, and I, and I posted a video. The guys over at No Laying Up, uh, you know, Neil and uh, Randy, they basically just pay, play the Horrible Horseshoe six straight times, see what they shoot. And they have their ass kicked. <laughs> right. But, but, I mean, so, so, the third, so the third hole is this 483-yard long dog leg par three with bunkers on the left, trees right. Just just a hard hole. And then uh, the fourth hole is like a 240-yard par three. Bunkers all in front. And the fifth hole is one of the hardest holes to hit, the fairway. So the fairway slopes towards the out of – it slopes uh, right to left into this little, like, ditch. But then you have OB, right? It just – it's like, where the hell do I put this tee shot? And, like, when, when uh, the during the return to golf last year, like, they were talking about this. Like, guys are just missing this fairway left and right. Just it's, it's one of the harder holes to hit. But, I mean, overall, though, it's just, like, it's just a classic no-nonsense golf course. And it's nice to see some of these things. Like, it's not terribly over-bunkered, but it's, it's got the bunkers in the right places. But, unfortunately, kind of what we saw last year with it. So, do you remember this tournament last year? I mean, you had to. It's, it's a return to golf, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It was, I know Morikawa came in second. Um, 
I can't remember who won. Daniel Berger won. Oh, Berger. Okay. Yeah. Yep. And then Xander blew it too. He he missed a couple of shorties at the end. Here's my shock. Here's my shock. Oh, don't laugh. <laughs> so here's one thing I noticed about it. So like with Colonial, we're gonna get into betting strategies right now. Uh, if you want to look at like a little more detail about the golf course, the history behind, go to my article on Sports Gambling Podcast. But we're gonna talk about betting strategies. No. And the one thing, like, what's the one thing, like, where, where okay, what are a couple of names that come to mind? And I'm asking you a question. Like, yeah, where are some names that come to mind when you think about Colonial? Like, it's guys who play well there. Spieth. Okay. Snedeker. Yeah. I feel, okay. I feel like he's playing well there. Like, um, like Kucher, Kisner. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, like, I know, I, I know Finau's played good here. But Spieth is a name that pops out to me. He's a Texas kid. I think um, – yeah, I think Spieth's probably the biggest name that pops out to okay. me. But you said Justin Rose played good here, but I don't know when. Like I don't. Well, I don't know. yeah, he won here in 2018. So here, okay, so he was kind of long then. He was he was on a short knock. Yeah, like point. Brooks finished second that year. Yeah. John Rommel, he played well. Bryson played well there last year. Xander played well yeah. last year. Like Berger is kind of long off the tee too. So here's here's what is happening to this golf course is there's it hasn't changed at all. Okay. Like they haven't moved back T boxes because they can't. Like literally, they're on the property lines of the city. There's nowhere right. to stretch. Nowhere to go. Gotcha. And where this golf course was once upon a time, like positional accuracy, like keeping the fairway, guys were bombing over the dog legs. They just did not care where it goes. And like, like it, it used to be kind of penal to be in this rough. Like it's three inch Bermuda, but. Because you can cut off so much of this golf course by just hitting over the dog legs and just then you just have like 100 yards in the greens. Like, this is kind of becoming bomb and gouge. Mm. So, it's not to say the shorter, more accurate hitters can't fare well here. I just think we, we need to kind of take a different approach to doing this. Because I think just like going by accuracy, precision, mm-hmm. if you just load up on those guys, you're going to miss the boat. Yeah. So, here's what I did. I dug into this tournament okay. with two things with two things in mind. What is the driving accuracy of this place in relation to the PGA Tour average? And then what's the green and regulation rate? Okay. So that kind of gives me a clue there. Like, okay, our guy is this easy to hit fairways. Our guy's, you know, hitting greens a lot. And the green and regulation thing is like, are guys scrambling more? Are they putting more? Right. So you find a couple things. I mean, no surprise, the driving accuracy percentage is very low here. The the tour average is about 60% since 2015. It's about 56% here. So guys are missing fairways a whole lot. And then the green regulation rate, it's usually in, like, good scoring years. It's about tour average. But when the golf course gets a little bit of wind in it, like we're going to see this week, there's a couple of wind days, it goes down to 60. So then I took, okay, what I just went back and looked the last three years. What are golf tournaments that he had? Low percentage of guys hitting the fairway and low percentage of greens hit. And right. what that tells me is guys are just hitting bot, you know, driver a whole lot. They don't really care if it's the fairway and they're missing a lot of more greens than they're used to. And it's going to be more of a scramming contest. And then I came up with eight tournaments that kind of popped up a little, a, a lot. So okay. Actually nine, nine, I apologize on nine. And a lot of these tournaments are just something that like, you don't think of a colonial because colonial is like, you know, tight, like short and everything like that. But, you know, some of the ones I'm about to mention here, it's like big ballpark, like tough and everything. Okay. So Riviera is on the list. Really? That's a golf course where guys don't hit the fairway there and guys miss a lot of greens. Yeah. So they're used to hitting out of the rough. They're used to scrambling. TPC San Antonio, similar deal. 
not hitting a whole lot of fairways because a little bit windy. The greens yeah. are kind of small. It's, it's like those have raised greens, so it's it's tough to hit the greens in regulation. Quail Hollow, big ballpark, but that's when we just saw guys are in the rough all week and guys yep. are missing greens, especially when it's windy. Same thing with Bay Hill, similar deal. Like hmm. the years that Bay Hill is really windy and crispy, like like the years where it's like really calm, doesn't really play like it, but like windy Bay Hill. Okay. That's it. Innisbrook, which is actually one I I immediately think of when I think about Colonial. They're basically the same place. For the Wait, you think so? Yeah, they're both tight tree line like yeah. positional golf. Yeah, that's yeah. true. I I think a lot of people are going to use that conference week. Say they have TBC South Southwind. Mm. That's kind of a similar deal. Um, Torrey Pines kind of fits that like big ballpark place, but again, missing a lot of fairways and you're scrambling to get up and down. That fits. Shayshon International for the WGC HSBC, kind of similar vein too, like just not a whole lot of fairways hit and you're missing greens. And Murfield Village. So Murfield, who just won Murfield? Was that fucking Murfield Rom? was uh, John Rom last Rom. year and Morikawa. Mm. And I'm gonna get to that. Okay. So you think that, like, looking at this list, like, all right, no way. Like, Quail Hollow, Colonial, Bay Hill, Torrey Pines. <laughs> right, right. Why don't I go over a couple big names on this list and where they did well? So Jordan Spieth, okay? We'll start with him. Former winner of Colonial. I mentioned Innisbrook and TBC in San Antonio as kind of comps. One there. Tony Finau, let's go to him. Well, he finished second at Riviera this year. He finished second at Torrey. Finished second at... Shayshawn to Xander a couple years ago. Pretty good at Murfield Village. He had a 36-hole lead there. Okay, that fits. How about Justin Rose, winner in 2018? Well, he's won Tory. He's won Shayshawn internationally. He's won Murfield Village. Won here. Okay, all right. How about John Rahm? Well, he won Murfield, won Tory. You know, he does well these big ballpark, like tough golf courses where not a lot of fairways hits. He can kind of take aggressive lines off the tee. Okay. Daniel Berger, won here last year, two-time winner of TBC Southwind. That works. Hmm. How about Corey Connors, by the way, does really well here. Well, he finished second at Bay Hill this year, and he won at TBC San Antonio. How about that? So you know what? I think there's something to this little list here. It's a little unconventional. Yeah, but so we, like, we like unconventional. I'm, so I'm going to look at, like, how they do well here. Like, you know, yeah, course for courses, but... I'm going to do like not like the, the you go to data golf and get like the like comp courses and they're going to spit out like your shorter tracks, like your right. YLIs, like all, all that stuff. And I, I don't I think I think that's the wrong way to go here. OK, I'm going to use this as a little comp course, like got like just just guys who are used to playing golf at like when you're hitting out of the rough, when you kind of like cutting dog legs and when you got to get up and down for par a lot, you know, I, I, I'm going to use this little list. And that's what I'm going with. Now, like, just overall, like, yeah, like, good ball striker is going to do well. I think you're going to miss your fair share of greens here. Like, yeah, be able to scramble. But, like, like if you just want to kind of keep it simple, look at those golf courses, like, that I mentioned. Look at those leaderboards. If you want to kind of pick and choose who does well there, you know, go for it. Because, I mean, I did a similar exercise last week for the PGA. And uh, so, like, we threw out concession. Mm-hmm. You know, Brooks did well concession. Yep. Louis did well concession. More Calvin ended up back during the top ten, but he did well concession. <laughs> yep. You know, Fitzpatrick was kind of up there Billy for Ho. a little bit. Yeah, Billy, yep. Ho. Billy Ho. Finau went up back during the top ten. He did well at a concession. Patrick Reed up back during the top ten, I think. So it's amazing to me that he backed up. Yeah. So that could work. Um I also was talking to Nagels. We mentioned ATT Pebble Beach. That kind of also when I did this exercise mm-hmm. similar to what I thought Key was gonna play. 
this was a very Pebble Beach leaderboard. Uh, you had Woodland do well. You had Streelman. You had Kapka, Phil, Casey. Yeah. So I'm running that back again. I actually, I, 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 this was something new I tried last week. I'm going to try it this week. And I noticed after I did this, some of the comps, we're going to go with that. All right. I like it. I like it. Sweet. All right. Well, that's all I got for Colonial. So. All right. Well, fuck it. So we'll uh, we'll dig in. Uh, we'll dig in with our normal stuff on uh, on Tuesday night. But listen, uh, before <coughs> we go, uh, if you haven't played on Underdog Fantasy, you got to check out uh, their fantasy best ball tournaments. Are some of the best around, including their best ball two, uh, best ball mania two tournament, where you can win up to a million dollars. Plus, you can play a number of games involving parlaying player props for the MLB, NBA, and more. They also have a special NBA playoffs best ball tournament as well. So go to underdogfantasy.com and use promo code SGPN, and don't forget to enter their best ball mania two tournament for your chance to win a million dollars. That's underdogfantasy.com promo code SGPN. All right, so. Back to normal. Uh, no, no multiple shows this week, guys. Uh, uh, I'm sure we'll still fill about three hours of content for you. Uh, so we'll do uh, we'll do our DFS betting show uh, on Tuesday. Uh, as always, you can follow me on Twitter at uh, Boston underscore Capper and come uh, check out us on the Slack channel. That's when we'll we, you'll see uh, how the sausage is made with our our thoughts behind picks and kicking stuff around. Um, and obviously, go read Steve's articles so you can get the course breakdowns. Um, and uh, he puts out Christ. I don't know what he put out like four articles a week it seems like uh, it's only uh it's only two on uh, non-major weeks oh, all right yeah. <laughs> whatever go read his articles and uh yeah man uh so great pj championship congrats phil and uh we'll talk to you guys later